Well, well, well. You know, let me me be official and be proper. This is um, VOG Podcast, um, PCP Podcast, or PCP Podcast, whatever, however you want to pronounce it, whatever it may be to you. Um, Yo, first and foremost, salute to Manny. Uh, I don't know if the message ever went back through uh, via the app, so I don't know if you ever received a message, but yeah, I appreciate you, man. Um, thanks for reaching out, and uh, salute to you, man, for being a follower, um, being a supporter. Let me call you that, being a supporter. Salute to you, man. I appreciate you, and uh, I'll always remember you, man. So, you know, salute to Manny. That's first and foremost. Um, but yeah, welcome to the show, um, PC Podcast, VOG Podcast. I'm Derek H. Flint. I am the voice of God. I'm here doing this show with you. Because, you know, um, my, black, my black ass gets lazy sometime. And, uh, you know, I, I think I made it out of the woods. I didn't have episodes like last year, but I'm not going to curse on it or speak on it. Because um, <laughs> I'm not out of the woods yet. Summer's not over, so I'm not getting happy. And um, But, yeah, now, now I just feel like I'm about to get dizzy and pass out sometimes. But, it, you know, it's life. It's life and shit happens. So, But, nonetheless, I push through and... um. I'm here with you again, and uh, let me let me just, let me just say something to you niggas. Um, Epstein is not dead. All right, uh, you'll never see a video of his body. You'll never see any proof that he's dead. So um, get over it. Uh, because yeah, he's not anybody that rich. Listen, and I know, I know, you know, my brain is not too left like um. Too out of whack when a when a trusted associate pulls me to the side. He's like, yeah, you know that guy's not dead, right? And uh, yeah. for those of you know Uncle Lair, then you know you know Uncle Lair. But if you don't, then you don't. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> he kind of pulled me to the side. He's like, yeah, you know, you know that guy's not dead, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much know that. He doesn't even listen to the podcast, so uh, I know he didn't hear the show and then tell me that. So it was one of those things where I was like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not that nuts. Um, if somebody if with that sound of a mental state uh, believes the same thing as I do, then I know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not that far off, man. Like, this shit is not, it's a dirty, dirty game. I did episodes on this um, in terms of money, power connections, uh, the two justice systems. I... I can go on and on for days and days and days about that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that nigga ain't dead. I'm just sorry. I just want to have to tell y'all that. Um, everybody, you know, there'll be another news story that comes along and um, pushes that out the way. And that makes people forget because that's, that is how mass media works. And um, I just hope you realize that as you listen to the show. I'm not mass media. I'm Nobody's paying me except for supporters and um you know, the couple of cents I make off of advertisements. I do need sponsors, and uh, I, need people, <laughs> I need people to send me money. I mean, not front. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, yeah, Epstein ain't that, man. It's just it's just so much. There was, like, autopsies and um, people saying, like, you know, he had broken bones in his neck and um, a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm trying to get to um, this whole thing. Hold on, man. Um but they they said um he had multiple bro- bones broken in his neck and um <laughs> it's just ridiculous man um 
In addition, to, in addition, Epstein's accusers asked the federal judge on Monday to invalidate the non-prosecution agreement that Epstein reached with prosecutors in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Florida a decade ago, which would give authorities greater power to go after his alleged co-conspirators. Um, <laughs> I already told you, man, uh, the Trump, Prince Andrew, uh, the Clintons, good God, um, you, <laughs> You have to understand, I don't know who Ghislaine Maxwell is, the British daughter of the late publishing tycoon Robert Maxwell. She allegedly assisted Epstein in sexual abuse. Um, <laughs> sweet baby Jesus, man. Listen, uh, I don't know who Lex Wexner is. Who's this? CEO and founder of L Brands, the parent company of Victoria's Secret and Bath and Body Works. After Epstein's arrest on federal charges last month, Wexner acknowledged that Epstein was his former personal money manager and that he served as a trustee of the Wexner Foundation, the CEO's tar- charitable group. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, listen, anybody who has that many connections and uh, that many people connected to them, um, <laughs> listen to me. I said this the other day on social media. He is the American elite version of El Chapo. El, they might have got El Chapo now, but that dude was on the run for a long time. He is the version of El Chapo. He is um, he is pretty much n- never going to be held accountable. They're going to tell you he's dead, but um, I just don't believe it, man. It's one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I, I can't believe this. This is too much. Uh, this is too much bullshit going on, and uh, it's just, it's just too, it's, the movie is really, really getting bad, that's all I'm gonna say, who's Alan Dershowitz, man, um, he's a pro, high-profile attorney who negotiated Epstein's 2007 plea deal, I, I'm, Prince Andrew, um, good God, <laughs> Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, and Bill Clinton, um, Bill Richardson and George Mitchell. Uh, Bill Richardson and former U.S. Senator George Mitchell. Uh, do you do you understand that um, governors, government officials, royalty? Unfortunately, this is how this country operates. And as I said, the, the most, the biggest thing that we can take out of um, this is that you know, this is how this is how the world works. If I'm just keeping it a buck with people, so you, you kind of have to understand that. Um, it's it's really it's really really fucking sad, man. But yeah, that guy's not dead. Just 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 so you know. Um, I had to close the tab. I'm googling vertigo. I don't want to fucking diagnose myself, but sweet baby Jesus, I'm scared. I'm scared to get laid for fuck's sake. I don't want to throw up, man. It's, this shit is ridiculous. Um, anyway, uh, just to give you an update. Um. There was another police officer, um, another police officer who uh, who killed himself. As I, I did a show the other day, and I did a show like last year, are police officers emotionally disturbed? Uh, police officer kills himself. The nice ninth NYPD death by suicide this year. I know I sound like I can't read sometimes, but yeah, I read better than Floyd. 
in R. Kelly, so leave me alone, man. Uh, an off-duty New York City police officer killed himself on Wednesday, adding to a troubling increase in death by suicides within the New York City Police Department. The officer, with more than 25 years of service, who real name, whose real name was not immediately released, became the ninth NYPD officer to die by suicide this year. Officials said he shot himself in the head at his home in Queens just after 6 p.m. Um, I don't know where I heard this from, but they're just like, you know, when you got a job like that that's very stressful, and then, you know, most of these guys are married, you go home to, you know, just an unhappy woman, yeah, it makes your life miserable. And uh, they're saying that these guys suffer from, like, PTSD and um, depression and high anxiety, and all this other stuff. And um, with all that being said, it just leads me to ask, I'm like, you know, should these guys be fucking patrolling? Should these guys be in charge or, you know, be the word of of authority to anybody while they're suffering these conditions? It's, uh, it's a little disheartening, if I'm going to say the least, uh, about this, to be honest with you. Um, I I asked you guys, are they EDP? Are they emotionally disturbed people? But that's nine suicides this year by the NYPD. Good God. What is this, man? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, this is the story. This is it. Let me make sure. Yeah. And this was the one, man. And it said the loss comes only a day after another off-duty police officer killed himself in Yonkers. That's the one that I've been seeing on the news is that one. So that, goddamn, yo. I'm not laughing at um anybody committing suicide. Just let me say that. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just like, goddamn, man. Um, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, yo, this has to do with all those drugs being busted. And um, these guys can no longer afford to live the lifestyle they had because all these drugs are now getting seized. And um, it's one of those things where I'm just like, maybe, maybe that could have something to do with it. But I could be wrong. Maybe it's just a job. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's, you know, (laughs) maybe it's the ungrateful woman that they have at home. You know, um, not ragging on police, but um, they do have high volumes of domestic value of violence within their departments and jobs. Uh, it's just a statistic. They are, um, some of them are, are women beaters uh, because they, they're used to authority. And when they go home and they're like, yo, you know, take my socks off. And she's like, no, they just think they get up a cutter and treat her like a suspect on the street. I'm not saying that's the scenario in which it happens, but eh, <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, that's nine. This year, sweet baby Jesus, man. Um, they they they're offering help. They're um, offering therapy to, um, for all of this, and they understand it's a crisis. Trauma is a regular part of the job of first responders. Um, <laughs> good God, listen. Um, officers encounter 188 traumatic experiences on average over the course of their careers, leading to deteriorating mental health. She said, officers often may not seek help because of cultural stigmas and because of risk of losing of the risk of losing their jobs. Um, I have heard that knowing police officers and um, knowing ones who have retired and uh, (laughs) there's something in that academy or just being on the job that makes you a dick to everybody. 
And it's probably because you're always on guard against something. And um, I'm not copping, please, for them or whatever, but good God, it's nine. It's nine. It's nine suicides this year. And I'm just like, good God, is this... (laughs) Is it because all of the drugs getting seized or is it because the job is that hard? Or or it could be <laughs> none of these officers are black, but I mean, um but it could be listen, let me just start this story off by saying this. Um anybody who says uh, I have I have black friends, I have white friends, I have blank friends, whatever the narrative may be, um, they probably did or said something racist. Um, and this time it was the police union boss who was apologizing for sharing a racist video. The president of the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, New York City's second largest police union, says you should not face consequences for circulating an explicitly racist video in which black people are referred to as monsters and public housing as a war zone because it was an honest mistake. Um... (laughs) The New York Post reported that the hateful video was emailed to thousands of police sergeants over the weekend, along with a message from the SBA president, Ed Mullins, reading, Play close close attention to every word. You will hear what goes through the mind of real policemen every single day on this job. This is the best video I've ever seen telling the public the absolute truth. Um... (laughs) This thing gotta be fired. I'm sorry. I, like, I, I... I'm not racist. I'm not biased, but you know, sweet baby Jesus, um, <laughs> you gotta go, man. You can't, you can't say I'm sorry and I have black friends after you uh, share a racist video to the police force. Uh, that's what's going on with all the race relations now, and that's why they have uh, sensitivity training and things of that nature. Obviously, this guy didn't have to take the class because um. <laughs> it's a war zone <laughs> called black people monsters. Um, I'm not going to go into that course because, you know, I just, let me just tell you the honest truth. I was watching Uncle Shampy, Uncle Shammy, Act Shampoo on YouTube. Um, and he was talking some real, real heavy shit, man. And um, it's all true, but I'm not going down that route. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to get shut down, man, but he is talking the truth. But, uh, yeah, this guy sharing this video to, you know, the whole, the whole, let me see this. Let me see this. What was it? Thousands of police sergeants in NYPD. And um, it's just ridiculous, man. Section 8 scam artists and welfare queens have mastered the art of gaming the taxpayer. Bounce from baby mama to baby mama and impregnate as many women as possible. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you can't see the comedy value in that, yeah, I mean, I'm not giving a pass, man. Um, on Wednesday, Mullins denied having listened to the video in full before sending it to thousands of officers. He told Gothamist that his emphatic endorsement had been furnished by a close friend, a retired NYPD sergeant and pretty sharp guy whose name he declined to share. Um And then he goes on to say, I have black friends, white friends, Asian friends. I wouldn't want to insult anyone, he said. I don't think one incident defines who I am. Um, It does not define who you are, sir. But uh, uh, Mr. Ed Mullins, (laughs) you can't can't be in charge of um, people who patrol people of color and 
um, just take somebody's word that a video is good, and you, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on right now. I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but I'm just like, yo, sweet baby, you can't be the uh, police union boss. Because uh, you got cops running around here shooting niggas, and then you're sharing videos calling them monsters and calling them <laughs> jump from baby mama to baby mama, sweet baby Jesus, man. Um, they're under a lot of stress. Let me just—I'll say that I'm not—I'm not excusing it, man. But uh, this guy has officers committing suicide left and right, and um, now he's sharing racist videos. <laughs> calling the projects of war zone and um yeah yeah well listen what are you gonna do everybody's entitled to an opinion but sweet baby jesus man like what what are we doing here man um but this is why i say um that uh you know this this the story is too old but it's uh <laughs> this is why i say all of this but it was this was back in july right the end of july there was one million in meth seized by New Jersey cops in West Orange drug bust. New Jersey cops seized nearly one million in meth during a bust of a major drug ring that was run out of a quiet suburban neighborhood, authorities said Tuesday. Authorities raided the two-story home in West Orange Monday night after a two-month investigation into the drug facility on Lorelei Road, according to Essex, Essex County Sheriff Armand, Armando Fontura. Brian... Cheddar Heckenberch, 23, was arrested in his bedroom on a slew of drug charges, including possession of CDs with intent, CDS, with intent to distribute and maintaining a drug manufacturing, a drug manufacturing facility. Authorities found 4,450 4, grams of meth, 74 grams of pot, and $3,840 in cash, as well as other narcotics and tools to cook the meth. Um... Bank records found by cops also showed deposits of hundreds of thousands of dollars from drug sales. So, this this is the reason why I'm not I'm not saying this is why all these police suicides are happening, but um, it could it could be. This is a lot of drugs, man. How many drug busts did I give y'all, man? They found that they busting tons of coke, uh, meth bust. I, I'm. I mean, you have to understand. I've seen the Seven Five documentary, so I kind of, I, I, I kind of all think. I'm not saying all police are dirty, but um, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Do some of them sell drugs? Maybe. Uh, it, I, it may be a stress. Maybe it's PTSD. But it, in my head, some of these guys, they just, they, they're drug dealers, and all these drug busts are. Um, <laughs> they're affecting their pockets to the point where they're like, yeah, I got to I'm losing my drug connect. And, um, <laughs> I got this, I got this woman at home nagging me and she I can't give her money to get her hair done anymore. I, I gotta, I can't take this shit no more. I'm out of here. Um, I'm not saying that that's what it is, but it, it could be, you got to think about this, man. Um, and this is from the other day, man. This is in Australia, Australia drug bus Four UK men arrested, over a huge MDMA hall. Six people, including four British men, have been arrested in Australia and New Zealand in one of the region's, region's largest ever drug seizures. Drugs estimated worth a value of $90 million were seized in the state of Queensland. 
the drugs could have made up to 12 million ecstasy capsules. Um, <laughs> let me just, let me, let me, let me, let me just verge off the path here a little bit. Hey, you know, I don't, <laughs> me for one, you know me, I'm a proponent of drugs. Um, I do drugs, it legalize everything because they're not, you know, <laughs> nobody's gonna leave the hospital and go start shooting heroin because it's legal. As I always said that, uh, except for people who are drug addicts. Those are the only people who are going to do that. Um, but this, like it's ecstasy, man. Um, other than the fact that it leaves holes in your brains and shit like that. Uh, I only have one good night on ecstasy and one good night on Molly. Um, that's, that's the most I've had of those drugs. But, I, you know, maybe I don't see the harm in them, but, uh, it could it could be you know um queensland police said it was the third largest mdma bust in australia's history and the drugs were the highest purity ever seized in the straight state police arrested two british men aged 40 and 51 an australian man 26 and an australian woman 51 another two british men aged 49 and 60 were arrested in auckland new zealand last week after police there seized 200 kilograms of methamphetamine so is the global drug market breaking down? It, like, <laughs> is it all these drug busts? Like somebody, somebody's fucking up, man. Um, you know who's not fucking up? The Mexicans. You won't hear about this. And from what I'm hearing, they've diversified into oil now because oil is there's still oil now because oil is legal and uh, it's way more lucrative than the drug trade. And they could use that money too invest back in the drug trade so um it's one of those things where it's like you know <laughs> i just don't know i'm just reading all these drug busts and i'm like oh this could but this is international as i always say think global not local um so being this is an international story uh some of these drugs could have been headed here or maybe they were just headed for europe but it's uh somebody's fucking up man because all these drug busts ain't supposed to be happening. And uh, as I said before, man, it's, it's just drugs. Can we just, uh, can we just, can you just let it rock? Nobody, nobody who's, um, nobody who's not into drugs is going to go start doing shit anyway. Um, uh, all right. Now on to some serious shit, man. Um, if you don't know, there's a video. I think I posted it on uh, the uh, VOG podcast page. There was an explosion in uh, Russia. I probably should have started off with this, but good God. There was an explosion in Russia. And um, it looked it looked very, very nuclear, to say the least, with the mushroom cloud and everything else. Um, scientists were injured and uh, a slew of other things. Let me just read this, man. Russia says rocket explosion caused... 16-fold radiation spike. Rush, radiation levels near the site of a deadly rocket explosion in Russia's far north spiked 16 times above normal, Russia's weather service has said. Uh, and now, <laughs> do you understand? Five scientists were killed and three injured in the accident on Thursday at a military facility in the White Sea. A nuclear-powered engine was being tested near the village of Nyanovska to the west of Severodim I don't know how to pronounce that. Russia's state nuclear agency 
Rosatom said, Readings from the gamma radiation at six testing stations in whatever city this is. A city of 180,000 people ranged from 4 to 16 times the normal rate of 0.11 microsieverts per hour. A reading of 1.78 microsieverts per hour was detected at one station well above but be- well above normal but below dangerous levels. Um <laughs> Remember, listen, I'm paranoid. I'm highly paranoid. I think everybody's the feds. Um, I don't know who sent anyone. Let me just say that for right now before I go into this. But um, I told you guys, cyber war is very real, and uh, it's uh, currently underway. And um, seeing this explosion, I don't know if it was a bad test carried out by the Russians or if it was some kind of cyber attack causing a small nuclear explosion real talk i when i asked people i was like yo did world war three start already and we we don't know it and um i posed that question numerous times even here on the podcast um just in general where i was like yo i think (laughs) i think it may already be started but i don't know for sure for sure but um it's one of those things where i'm like "Eh, this seems like it could be um, some sort of cyber attack. I don't know for sure. There were no reports of it. Um, I, I don't even know, man. But they it's just seen. You got to see the video, man. Uh, the explosion sparked panic among locals, with some rushing to buy local medical iodine, which can limit the effects of radiation. Pharmacy stocks of iodine were reported to be running out in the cities of... I can't read that or that. <laughs> On Tuesday, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov declined to elaborate on the details of the test, only telling reporters accidents unfortunately happen. He said, however, that Russia's nuclear engineering sector significantly outstrips the level that other countries have managed to reach for the moment. They said some people were evacuated, but then they said, you know, the military had canceled plans to conduct work. It's uh, <laughs> you got to see the video. That, that's all I can say about this one. But it was just like, goddamn, this world. This this shit just gets scarier and scarier as we go along. And I'm just, it's it's just too much shit going on in that realm. And um, I, I don't know. I'm blaming it on a cyber attack, but I could be wrong, man. And um. The reason I say that it could be a cyber attack is because here's a big factor of the whole thing. America's losing. Regardless of what you think, regardless of how you feel, regardless of who you voted for, regardless of who you pray to, uh, whatever the case may be, uh, America is is losing. I want to, don't ask me to who. They're they're losing to uh, Russia, China, and a list of other places if we're just going to keep it 100. Don't get me started on healthcare and education and all that other stuff because we lost that race a long time ago. So that whole narrative of being number one was very facetious and uh, it never it never really existed, to say the least. So, uh, you know, just throwing that out there just in general. Um, <laughs> as I told you guys, I was conflicted in terms of, you know, did this guy know what he was doing? when he started this whole trade war. And um, 
I'm not saying he can't pull a magic trick out of his hat at the last minute, but um, it, it looks like he lost that one. And um, he was going to start new tariffs on China, but uh, that is not going to happen now because um, China is, is China's playing smart and they're doing things that America has done in the past in terms of leveraging, pretty much. It's a global global business. There's leveraging going on. And that's where the trade war is happening. Um, believe it or not, our farm industry is losing. Uh, the stock market just crashed like 800 points the other day. And then it was down again today because of a bond yield curve. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to know all of the specifics on that. But it was something to do with American bonds and treasury notes and things of that nature. I could be wrong on that, so don't quote me on that either. As I said, I'm not going to pretend to know. But um, we have, we, we're losing pretty much. And um, in terms of global markets and everything else. And uh, China is winning the trade war negotiation. And China is preparing the nuclear option in the trade war. Um, let me just... Let me just read this to you people. As the trade war with the U.S. continues to escalate, China has reengaged with Iran on three key projects and it's weighing the use of what both Washington and Beijing term the nuclear option, a senior oil and gas industry source who works closely with Iran's petroleum ministry, told oilprice.com last week. For the first of these projects, phase 11 of the supergiant South Pars non-associated gas field, last week saw a statement from the chief executive also officer of Pars Oil and Gas Company that talks have resumed with Chinese developers to advance the project. Originally the subject of an extensive contract signed by France's total before it pulled out due to reimpose U.S. sanctions on Iran, talks had been well advanced with the China National Petroleum Company to take up the slack on the development. Um... <laughs> let me just explain this in layman terms that's china basically saying you know fuck your tariffs um we're gonna go work with iran because it makes sense and it makes business sense and um this is why i say america's losing man um cnpc which is china's national petroleum corporation had been assigned totals 50.1% 50.1% stake in the field when the French firm withdrew, giving it a total of 80.1% in, in the site with Iran's own Petropars company holding the remainder. At the same time, Iran was desperate to increase the pace of development of the fields in its oil-rich West Karzun area, including North Azadegan, South Azadegan, North Uran, South Uran, and Yadavaran in order to optimize oil flows ahead of further clampdowns on exports by the U.S. So, that's one. That's one, where they're basically going around the sanctions and pretty much um, doing that and milking the oil. Um, So, all of this has to do with oil, pretty much. And if you don't know, um, the oil, oil is... Oil is the dollar standard of gold because I've, I've explained the petrodollar and things of that nature over the course of numerous shows. The only reason the dollar is important is because that's what currency they use to pay for oil with. And that's coming to an end because 
China is also speeding up development of their cryptocurrency along with Iran and Russia and places like that. So um, the fall, the fall is coming. I can see it. I'm not scared by it at all or anything like that. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just telling you people, the, the, the 15 or 16 people who listen. Salute to Manny once again. Um, but I'm just, I'm just documenting it because the sad part is by the time the show gets popping or whatever, um, China's already going to be in control and along with Russia because uh, China owns a lot of places in the world right now due to cash loans and um, just investments. Africa, Jamaica are two of the big ones on China's uh, client list, if you want to call it that. Um, so you have to understand that these things are happening. Slowly but surely, it, the shift is happening. And um, I've documented I've documented these things for you over the course of this here podcast that I'm doing. Uh, but um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just telling you that America's losing. China's basically saying, "Yo, fuck your sanctions. We're gonna work with Iran, and uh, there's nothing you could do about it. Bit, about it, because this whole trade war thing, they're gonna lose. He might. <laughs> I can't even say the con man was good at business." Because um, everything he's had has pretty much gone bankrupt. So that, that would be the farthest statement from the truth. Uh, but he's definitely not fit for what he's getting these people into. And um, the only sad part about this is that <laughs> we, the suckers who live and die by the dollar, are going to pay for all of this in the long run. And that's the gist of it is that, you know, you know he's not on the hook for this. And as I said, he, listen to me, he's, he's not, he don't give a fuck about nobody but himself and his family. And as long as they get out safe and unscathed, he doesn't care about anybody else in this country. Um, I don't know if why or if you would believe that, but uh, it, it's pretty much the truth. So if there's one guy who's going to blow it all up, um, it would be him. And that's, you know, that's all I can tell you about that one, man. But America's losing, and I just want you guys to know this. Um, I did the power posturing show, and I did the, the, the listen, there's a lot of leveraging, a lot of leveraging. It sounds like a big word, but it's not. It's just the truth of uh, what's going on here. And, um, yeah, America's losing. So, you know, all that make America great again bullshit, you know, sounds good to a dumb person. Um Anybody who believes Jeff Epstein ain't dead probably wants to make America great again. So, or something of the likes. Let me not equate everybody with that one thing, but it's along, it's along the same lines, man. Um, I was pretty coherent this show. I didn't rant or ramble all over the place. I didn't have a direction. I did start off with like on the suicide thing. Uh, I don't you know. I couldn't stick with that, man. That shit was depressing me. Um, but yeah, man, listen, check on check on your cop buddies and all that good stuff. And um, you know, <laughs> check on them, especially if you know they they do dirty shit on the side and uh dealing drugs and things of that nature. So, you know, just <laughs> maintain that and um check on them. Uh and just realize that, you know, America's America's losing. We're going to we're going to lose. And it's going to be bad. And um up next is really the global recession. Um 
which unfortunately is a real thing and it's gonna happen and um as i predicted i told someone i was like watch when i get into real estate everything is gonna crash and that's pretty much what's happening now um because the pace of people buying homes and um people moving and everything like that has definitely slowed down to an extent so the global recession is coming and the power shift after the global recession is going to be real now what happens in the process with um the rioting um the protesting and everything else in all these countries I'm unsure of how that all fits into the power shift and uh, the global recession that's coming. But uh, it's all playing out to be very, very chaotic. And remember, I always give you the term order out of chaos because um, I think I've heard that in enough conspiracy videos to know that um, that's pretty much the gist of it is, you know, order out of chaos in the end. And um, I don't know... (laughs) I don't know who the world's false prophet is going to be. I don't know if there'll be an extraterrestrial at this point because, you know, I'm crazy because I believe in aliens, but whatever. Um, I don't know what's the order to come out of all this chaos that's going on now. Uh, I don't even know if I covered the Philadelphia shootings, the police shootings. Um, I didn't really touch on it too much because I don't believe it was real. I believe it was like a false flag event and it's a, uh, it's either they they all these false flags are either to try to unite the country or to try to scare the shit out of us and usher us into martial law in my opinion from my perspective but the one in philly like it don't got a nigga bucking at cops for hours and then he gets taken alive like come on man like and he's black would you believe that he's black i should have started the show out with that but i mean there's just too much strange shit going on, but the bigger overall global picture of the whole thing is that, you know, that power shift is happening. And um, <laughs> I don't know who's going to be the next superpower, Russia or China, um, but and <laughs> the weather weapons are real. The cyber attacks are real. Everything that's happening is real. Is it justified and right? No. Should it be happening? No. But it's happening. And we just have to acknowledge it and live with it. And um, are they trying to kill everybody? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, <laughs> I didn't even get to touch on Hong Kong. You got people getting beat up at Ma- and calling them imported terrorists from China who are coming in and beating people up while they protest. And shit is just going way, way left at a um, much quicker pace than uh, I think we all realize. And uh, whoever whoever's video game that this world is right now is uh, speeding it up to its crash course very, very rapidly. And uh, I'm just documenting it for you people and keeping you abreast of everything going on um, while you're intertwined with Jay-Z partnering with the NFL and a whole bunch of other bullshit, which I didn't even get to touch on either. So, you know, this one was real. It was a real show, just trying to brief you people. Um, I'm not I'm not as high as the past couple of shows, so I've been very mellow and I've been just trying to, um, you know, trying to inform you people 
of things that are going on. You got cops killing themselves. Uh, China is saying, fuck your sanctions. And um, just a whole bunch of shit, man. And the show will continue. Salute to Manny. Salute to JM. Sorry for the delay on the response, but I'm doing the show right now, so I couldn't respond. Um, the salute to Tanisha Tashi. You, you, you little, you somebody's mother, so I ain't going to say nothing reckless. And if you ever hear this, I just want you to know I appreciate you. Um, for, for anybody thinking that, you know, oh, you know, maybe that's his person or whatever. Listen, she, she lives in another state. It's just somebody who I went to elementary school with and I'm still very fond of for some reason. And I, we played kiss and catch like one time and I still remember that as one of the best nights of my teenage life. Um, I wasn't even a teenager yet, actually, speaking of that. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, man. Um, listen, that was the show for tonight. Sorry for being so serious. Sorry for just trying to keep you informed, of keeping you aware of you know everything going on. But uh, that's what this show is about. I don't do this for people who got AC in their car. I just wanted to say that, first and foremost. That's how I'm starting off the next show. I just want y'all to know that. If I don't start off the next show like that, that means I didn't remember I said I was going to do it because I'm probably high. So just remember that, yo. Anyway, I appreciate y'all listening, man. This is a PC Podcast, VOG Podcast. I am the voice of God, Derek H. Flint. And uh, the numbers are steady progressing. Slow progress is still progress, people. And uh, I appreciate you all for listening. Manny, Manny, Manny. You're my bro in my head. I don't know you, but you're my bro. Salute, man. All the rest of my listeners, appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay safe, um, stay wise, and uh, don't be kissing people in the mouth. Yeah? That's all it is. One.